0: welcome back to another episode of the Double Doink Podcast. My name is Brendan Deeg. Thanks so much for tuning in today. If you haven't already, hit that subscribe button. It would be greatly appreciated. This is our last episode before the NFL Draft begins on Thursday night. We're going to touch on the Aaron Rodgers news because we have not discussed that yet. We are also going to touch on the latest kind of rumors swirling around the draft sphere. And then we're going to give you our best bets for the upcoming NFL draft, it's one of my favorite betting days of the year. Eric and I's favorite
1: betting days of the year. Oh. This year is a little different, maybe. But let's let's have some confidence because we absolutely murdered the board last year. Yes, that last was, last uh, two years. Last year
0: we we caked it, and then the Trey Lance year was like
1: that was your big that bet. was yeah, yeah your biggest bet ever. <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. <laughs> Literally plus seven fifty Trey Lance going third overall did not stand a chance from the sports books for me. So, anyways, I haven't even introduced you yet. Eric, how you doing? Good, man. I'm just so excited. I cut you off. I Didn't even let you
1: finish the intro. I'm just that excited about the NFL draft. It's on Thursday. Needs to happen. Of course, they put the Leafs game, game five, on the exact same night. The clicker will be getting an absolute workout at my house. That was... Probably the
0: most exciting Leaf game I've watched in my at least the, that ten minute stretch last night. Last I two. almost I almost went to bed at after yeah. the after the second period. I'm like, you know what? I'm gonna give them ten minutes, and then the second Matthews that second goal, Matt, the second goal of the Leaf score. Matthews' is like hand eye coordination was impeccable. Yeah, I think that was the third one actually. Matthews' second goal was really nice. The play on the second the the Leafs second goal was really nice, but. Just anyways, great great night to be a Leafs fan last night. The city is buzzing. Leafs can win the first playoff series since we were eight years old. Do you even have any recollection of the last time Leafs won a playoff series? Like, do you remember where you yeah. were?
1: I remember them pl- beating Ottawa when their goalie was really made a couple really bad saves. Like, I think it was Patrick Laleem. He mm-hmm. like absolutely choked. It was 04, right? I think so. I don't know if the Laleem choking year was 03 or 04, but. Uh I barely have any recollection. I of barely it. remember that, yeah. too. That's how, that's how sad our lives yeah. are. <laughs> but um,
0: anyways, before we dive into it, we have some housekeeping. The Double Doing Podcast and myself has a new sponsor. Let's do this, baby. Mm-hmm. Introducing Sweat Taylor. If you're like me, you are tired of trying to find jeans that fit right no matter your build and still look good. Introducing the newest sponsor of the Double Doing Podcast, Sweat Taylor. Taylor, a premium menswear brand that is defining a new kind of casual. I started wearing Sweat Taylor and I am blown away by how comfortable, affordable, and how good the clothes look. It is outstanding. My favorite is the all-in pants. It's a five-pocket pant that feel like sweats, but look way better. Thoughtfully, tailored, and unbelievably stretchy. From jackets, pants, joggers, and hoodies. Sweat Taylor's designs are made to seamlessly fit into your life. Moving from runway moving from runway to office, office to drinks, and drinks to wherever the right the night takes you specializing in casual wear for men. Pieces are designed with comfort and versatility to mind you for every day. Use promo code B D E E G S T. That's B-D-E-G-S-T for 25% off. One more time, that is E E G S T for 25% off your order at sweattailor.com. And Sweat Taylor, welcome to the podcast. Welcome to my life. It has been a pleasure working with you last month. I am really excited for this partnership. And yeah. I'm, I'm this is this is awesome. Yeah, I absolutely love the Instagram. Posts. Yeah, oh my
1: god, you look terrific. Yeah, I know man. I, it was
0: it was way out of my comfort zone doing some modeling stuff. I was really worried how it was all going to look out turn out, but it
1: all it all came together. I loved it. Yeah. I absolutely loved it. You look good. Those clothes look incredible. Yep. I'm definitely going to check them out. That's big, big, big stuff. Thank you, thank you. All right, let's do this, baby. Let's talk. Uh, let's talk,
0: Aaron Rodgers Warner. Do you have the trade in front of you? I do not have the trade in front of me. Okay, so obviously everyone knows the big trade yesterday. Aaron Rodgers was finally shipped to the New York Jets. Huge shocker. No one saw this one coming.
1: Eric, as he pulls up the details. The New York Jets sent to the Green Bay Packers the 13th pick. The Packers are also getting a conditional 2024 pick that will be a first-rounder if Rodgers plays 65%. I don't like the tweets that have all the words. Just basically say that's a first-round pick. <laughs> yeah. It's a 2024 first-round well, pick. T- we'll dive into that. It's most likely,
0: but hey. there's some... if it,
1: At worst, it's a second. Yes. So it's a premium pick. The Packers are also getting the 42nd and the 207th pick in the 20- 2023 draft. That's a seventh-rounder, correct, the last one you said? A seventh-rounder yeah, okay. and a second-rounder. Okay. Yeah.
0: So basically, two trade spots up from thir- from 15 to 13, a second-round pick and a conditional second-round pick and a seventh-round pick for Mr. Aaron Rodgers. And the fifth-round pick also went back to the Jets, I believe, from the Packers. Yes. Okay. Okay. So we already kind of gave all of our thoughts. We kind of went at it in our little friend group. We have a Packers fan who's one of our boys. We uh we had some differentiating opinions
1: on this, but I'll pass it off to you. What do you make of this? I guess we where we disagree is different than the trade itself. Like the trade itself was really good for the Packers. I thought they got way more than I expected. Mm-hmm. That was a good haul for Aaron Rodgers. Where we disagree is where I I think the Packers are just in an, right now in position to be in purgatory for the next. Little bit. Like so they, you just have
0: no faith in Jordan Love. None, none. whatsoever. Okay. I,
1: I I disagree there. I think Jordan Love is I'll let you finish. Keep going, but I laugh at the take, oh, Jordan Love has been sitting and learning under Aaron Rodgers. What that means is this kid has been sitting on the sidelines and not playing a meaningful snap of football for three years. Now, hey, by the way. You're the guy now taking over for Aaron Rodgers who grabbed the torch from Brett Favre. You're the guy now that is filling those shoes. You're at Lambeau Field. Good luck. You haven't played in three years. <laughs> I
0: think we got to give this kid a little more credit here. He, again, he, let's remember, he was a first-round pick. A team traded up to get him in the first round. This was not. This is not some bum prospect we're talking about. I love. was
1: absolutely floored when he was a first-round okay, pick. Okay, he
0: still was a first-round pick. NFL teams thought he was a first-round pick. He went in the first round. He has now been sitting behind arguably one of the best quarterbacks of all time. Not even arguably. Aaron Rodgers is the best, one of the best quarterbacks of all time. And arguably one of the best coaches in the league right now. Matt LaFleur, since he took over as the uh, head coach of the Green Bay Packers, the DVOA numbers, 2019, 8th on offense, 2020, twenty twenty one second. 2021, do you know where they finished in DVOA last year? Can you take a guess? Offensively? Yeah. Like 10th? 11th. 11th? That's yeah. pretty darn good for that how that offense went. And Jordan Love has had game experience. I watched it firsthand against the Philadelphia Eagles last year. He looked fine. He looked like he was processing better. He made a really nice throw to Romeo Dobbs. The Dobbs ended up dropping down the right sideline that it, like, really impressed me. Like He gets the ball out quick. It seems like he's been learning. I just don't buy the fact that the Green Bay Packers are just going to be in some... Hellhole. Now they have a solid roster. They have some playmakers on both sides of the ball. I agree that they can't get better on um, the skill position guys. Like they have some talent to kind of put around Jordan Love if he wants to succeed. Succeed, but they also now have eight draft picks in this year in the top eighty. Four draft picks, sorry, in the top eighty, which is pretty darn good. And they have draft capital for next year with this conditional pick. Jordan Love's going to have a fair shot to win this job fully outright. We'll see what they do with the fifth-year option, which they have to make a decision by, I believe, by the end of next week. So there's some decision-making coming. But I I believe Jordan Love is going to, like, if I was to make a bet on if he's going to be a bum or a decent starter, I would take the decent starter route. And I think the Packers did very well in this trade for a player that was never going to play for them ever again. Let's remember this. Aaron Rodgers was not going to come back to get this kind of haul for him. And to have a succession plan, like a seamless succession plan, Barrett Rodgers to another first-round pick. And Jordan Love, I think it's uh, – if I'm a Packers fan, I'm pretty pumped about this.
1: Yeah, I guess there are worse things that – worse results to your Hall of Fame quarterback leaving than this. But they better – They better get draft picks, and they better hit on their draft picks this year because they're paying $40 million for Aaron Rodgers to not play football for the Green Bay Packers Mm -hmm. right now. That's the one thing that, like, I think Brian –
0: we've ripped Guttenkoos for the way that he's handled this, um, the Aaron Rodgers stuff, and he deserves some blame for that. Like, there should have been no reason this massive three-year contract was signed after the 2021 season. There should have been some sort of kind of, like, maybe one more year or something like that, but they kind of fully – Bought in, and that was a mistake, and it clearly kind of came back to bite them with the dead cap hit. But this reminds me a lot of when the Eagles traded Carson Wentz last year. I get the same vibes from this, right? And J- Jalen Hurts takes the team, leads them to a nine and eight record. It should have been ten and seven. They lost the last game of the year. They make the playoffs, oh. and they win. A, and they play in the wild card spot. Oh, and then f- the next year, they still have draft. They have to the say It's basically the same trade from Carson Wentz. Like they're getting a conditional. Wentz played more than sixty percent of the snaps. And they got that first round pick, right? It's kind of a little bit of the same trade here. Like the the value wise, it's almost like they copied
1: it. I. Think that the Eagles have a far better roster? Not in
0: 2021. The 2021 roster wasn't that good in Philly. Like, let's remember here, like they
1: have a long way to go to that that roster. This no, defense... not in 2022.
0: Like the Eagles roster last year. Yes, I'm talking the 2021 Eagles.
1: Yeah, but I'm talking the 2023 current as they stand. Green Bay Packer defense that was the most disappointing unit in football. Yeah, they
0: year. they like Joe Barry has to be better, and they they have to hit on some picks to make that defense better. But they still have talent on that side of the ball. Like they're not like for Sean Gary I know it's coming off of an injury but he's still good he's still kind of, kind of believe in Eric Stokes they still have Gerald Alexander it's not like they're like empty there. The Packers defense the, the whole roster just kind of played like dead men walking last year.
1: Yeah, I guess that's why I just I watching that football team last year to say that they are going to be improved after a Hall of Fame quarterback walks in the door and a new quarterback who we know nothing about he's Last year he threw the ball twenty one times. How you can say there's good film on the guy is crazy to me. Yeah, but like, yeah,
0: but so he, he looks fine. He looked good. He <laughs> looks fine. Like, what do you mean? Like, I don't, I, I don't
1: understand what kind of, what else did you want him to do no, against that's the Eagles? The thing. That's why I'm so low on him. Is uh, sitting someone on the bench for three years and just him walking onto the field and playing while is crazy. Yeah, but me. he was a first round pick. Like, it's not like he has no talent. Like He looks like from the limited
0: snaps that he had. He looked fine. Like, I think he deserves the benefit of the doubt to so, like at least give it a shot and yeah, no, like. Not- I'm
1: looking forward to it. I'm, lo- I'm really excited to watch. Well, them. you just
0: don't like the Green Bay Packers, and you're like, let's get real here. You are so excited that the big the
1: bad man's gone. Yeah, I'm loving it. And yeah. I'm every single thing the Bears are doing right now is stock arrow up, and every single thing the Packers are doing is stock arrow down. In my opinion, I- other than the trade compensation, the trade compensation. Was way more than I thought. They I were. honestly think the Green Bay Packers I might make the playoffs next year. That's the other side tangent to this trade. Now that Aaron Rodgers is in the AFC, the quarterbacks in the NFC. Oh, yeah. Is as. Jalen Hurts' conference, baby. It is a wasteland when you look at the quarterback position in the NFC. And so if the, you said there, I think there's a basket of about. Seven or eight teams in the NFC right now that all think that they have a shot at that wild card. Mm -hmm. It's gonna be a dogfight.
0: I just I would not count out the Packers. I I don't buy that. This is gonna be like there's so many. There's I can name so many other teams that are gonna be worse than next year. Texans, Cardinals, the NFC, like Colts, like you know what I mean? Like like there's I could like the Packers are gonna be in the middle. They're most likely gonna probably finish seven and ten or something. But like they're not gonna be some dumpster fire and love is probably gonna succeed. Have some sort of success. Like yeah. the problem is, is they're going to be stuck into like, do we have to buy another year from with the fifth year option like that? They're kind of in the Daniel Jones conversation from last year.
1: They have to make that decision before he even exactly. Takes a snap. Yeah, that that's
0: the. It's not like I I think the process of how we got here is a problem, but what happened yesterday I think is fine, and the future might look okay.
1: Yeah, I'm. A, I would. I don't have betting odds in front of me. I'm going to guess that the NFC North betting odds are the most competitive for division. There's got to be plus signs everywhere across the board. I don't think there's a clear-cut favorite. All right, let's take a a look.
0: I got it up here. NFC North right now, the Detroit Lions are favored plus 130. Vikings plus 310. Bears plus 320. The Packers are at the worst odds at plus 410.
1: The Lions are that favored? They're plus...
0: One thirty. Yeah. Well, Fanduel likes them now, right? They got some gamblers on that squad. Did we? Did we even bring that up last episode? I don't I know, get, I doubt we, it. I don't think we did. Do we want to talk about the Lions' gambling? No, we got too much on this, <laughs> guys. Yeah. Yeah, let's, let's move on. Um, okay, let's talk about the Jets side of things. Like we only talked about the Packers side of things. I think we should talk about the Jets. Okay, now what? Aaron yeah, Rodgers is your quarterback. Aaron Rodgers is a quarterback. What? Uh. What's going to the Jets season look like? Do you like what they gave up? Is it okay? If you're a Jets fan, should you be excited? How are you looking at this from the
1: Jets side of things? I think the Jets should be absolutely thrilled. This is the move they had to make. I'll go back to my take around this time last year. If the Jets get decent quarterback play, they're a threat in the AFC. They did not get quarterback play whatsoever last year. That was clear and evident. The quotes coming out... um, of Jets camp today, where oh Zach Wilson's happy, okay with this. He's looking forward to learning under Aaron Rodgers. Like I just got such a big kick out of those. <laughs> Did like, you see, <laughs> Rodgers
0: liked the Barstool tweet. Like the I'm gonna make it. Hell. I'm gonna make it hell. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh man, that's a but really funny quarterback room. Rodgers and Zach Wilson. That's hilarious yeah.
1: to me. But it's like as if Jordan, as if um, Zach Wilson didn't have any choice to that. He was mm-hmm. on the sidelines. Like What? Yeah. What is he going to say? Trade me? Okay. Take a seat, bud. Yeah, so I, I think Stalker up big time for the New York Jets. I love their defense. I love Salah, the way he gets that defense humming. Bryce Hall is supposed to be back by... S- Brees Hall. Brees Hall, sorry. They have a cornerback
0: named Bryce Hall as well. It's kind of weird. Okay. They have a Brees and a Bryce, so you're not totally off. But yes, right. he's supposed to be, I guess, healthy by the season starts. That's kind of a big hole right now is running back and how the running back room is going to look when the season right. starts. Right,
1: but you plug him in... That moving back from 13 to 15 isn't that big of a deal. They're at 15, they're still going to get a nice player, so I I love what the Jets are doing right now. Where do you think they fit like if you were to power
0: rank them in the AFC East? Like just that division. Do you think they have a chance to win that division?
1: I would still probably have them below the Bills just because Josh Allen is one of the few quarterbacks in the league better than Aaron Rodgers. Okay. But I would probably take them over too. I don't know what to think of the Dolphins yeah, and two would, anymore. I think the because... Dolphins have a
0: better roster right now, but the Tua thing is kind of up in the air. I, um, I actually think I'd still pick the Dolphins over them, but let's see how the draft plays out.
1: Yeah, let's see how the draft okay, plays well, out.
0: Okay, here's a question for you. If you're a Jets fan, what does a successful Aaron Rodgers stint in New York look like? Like if you're, let's say you look back on this five years from now, let's remember the Jets haven't made the playoffs in 12 seasons. Wow, it's been that so, like, long. I think, like, so I guess making the playoffs. Yeah, exactly. Like, so is it just a playoff win? Is it just making it to the conference championship? Is it winning your division? Like, I don't know. That's what I'm really kind of struggling with here is how does a successful Jets season look to Jets fans? Because their view on a successful season is a lot different than what every other team's is. Like, it's right. been 12 freaking years. It's been since Mark Sanchez. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? So... Look, I you I, I agree with you this is kind of what they had to do. Uh they they had no other choice. Like you had to go get Aaron Rodgers at this point. You waited too long. The quarterback kind of um cycle I guess this offseason wasn't very good. Like you could you have signed Jimmy Garoppolo all those other moves like no, I think this is probably you got the best player from this. But this is a big bet. You're banking on a 39 turning 40 year old quarterback to come in here and completely revamp your franchise in a city that doesn't really match his personality. Oh, so that. I don't know how the how is that media and the Aaron Rodgers relationship gonna work? Is he all up there right in the head right now? Like there's a lot of variables just off the field with Aaron Rodgers, you have to take a look at. I think there's some like disaster aspect to potentially this. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. I guess there is. Like there's a scenario here where they Aaron Rodgers could like play. Like he only needs uh 65% of snaps isn't a lot. Like that's 12. Yeah. 11 games, there's a yeah. scenario here where they get that 12 games out of them, and they maybe bench him, he gets hurt, and they don't have a first-round pick, and in 2024, they don't have a quarterback either.
1: Oh, yeah, and yeah. you know the bright lights are going to be I would be willing to put money down that the New York Jets are a primetime game oh,
0: week one. They, it kind of like reminds me of the Broncos from last year. Yeah,
1: exactly. They, so. uh, apparently,
0: Adam Schefter tweeted that they could be on six primetime games.
1: Oh, my, that's God. a little bad. So get used to seeing yeah. Rodgers. Oh, so yeah. like
0: I just I think there's some sort of like there is some sort of disaster disaster scenario here that could happen. I do think the most likely outcome here is that they finish as a wild card team and they have a good roster. Like the Jets the Jets team um defense last year finished 5th in defensive DVOA. Def, we talk about on the show all the time defense isn't very sticky, but they have the kind of young talent to got, stick it with they and they, they got the sticky saucy guard. Sticky saucy a, and right. take a guess where they're off. They finished 26 in offensive DVOA last year. Let's say they finished 10th. Yeah. Or like what the Packers had, right? DVOA. Like if you swap the Packers offense with the Jets offense last year, this team's making the playoffs.
1: Right. Well, you're, I, I believe in them keeping that fifth ranked DVOA defense. Yeah. I that's a unit.
0: We'll see. Yeah. We'll, we'll see. But like, they don't have to be fifth. Like they could have a top 10 defense and then have a, like just below, just above average offense. 100%. And that's a playoff squad. 100%. So like, I, I think it, it all depends on Jets fans. See this to kind of how I see it I personally think if Aaron Rodgers doesn't take you to a Super Bowl it would be kind of a disappointing two year stretch but and I think it's oh, very hard
1: whoa. no guarantee he plays two years
0: that's what the straight is it's a two year that, that's what they think like if you're trading all this you're expecting him to be here for two who years who
1: knows what Aaron Rodgers is going to That's do. my point like did I yeah. I'm saying like I don't think
0: two years is a lock I don't either, but that's yeah. what the, like that's what you're trading him for. That's what you're expecting. Jets brass isn't giving all this shit away for him to play one season. That's yeah. Insane. But you gotta.
1: I would honestly say flip a coin if he's playing that. In Agree. I think. You yeah, have No right. idea. So, it,
0: but if it's just a one year thing and they lose in the wild card round, then, that's yeah. a bad trade. You're then right. Then you need a new quarterback right. and you don't have a first round pick, right? Yeah. And if you <laughs> right. and another yeah. thing is too with the Packers here, like I want to flip it back. If Jordan Love doesn't work out, they have two first-round picks next year to go maybe get another quarterback. And they just jumped the New England Patriots from 14 to 13. They are very important. The Patriots and Packers have very kind of similar needs on offense. I, I, I think if I'm grading this trade, I'm giving it like Packers A and a Jets like a B with like a – I don't know. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Who fucking
1: knows? Uh, so. I get it. I think making the playoffs for Jets fans would be – would be what they need for it to be a successful season. You yes. gar- If you guaranteed the Jets playoffs right now and then Aaron Rodgers only stays for one year, I think a lot more Jets fans would sign up for that than you think just because it's one year of guaranteed playoffs and they haven't had that in 12 years. Yeah.
0: Okay, um, let's move on to the NFL draft. So we uh, we are just uh, about two days away from when we're recording right now. The latest rumor, or not rumor, it's actually happened. Um, Will Levis has taken over the favorite to be the number two overall pick in the NFL draft right now. Um, He is, uh, hold on, no, no, favorite is Tyree Wilson at plus 150, number two overall on FanDuel. However, Will Levis is now the second highest odds quarterback out of all these guys. So number one overall pick right now is Bryson of minus 1,400. Will Levis is now stuck into plus 600 territory for first overall pick. And he has the second best odds outside of Tyree Wilson to go number two overall. Why, do you ask? Why did this happen? Because apparently there was a Reddit post that he was going around telling people from his hometown that the Carolina Panthers have told him they are going to take him first overall. And sports books have ran with it. And the media That's has crazy. ran with it. And Will Levis is now the second best quarterback odds, of course, across all sports books. I thought th- I think this story's hilarious.
1: I think this is hilarious <laughs> and this just reeks of the uh what we s- brought up at the start of the show. Your Trey Lance to the 49ers pick. The big rumor there was Mac Jones exactly. was in going number 3. Mike Shanahan, sorry. Kyle, Kyle Shanahan Schoen. loves Mac Jones. He's the perfect fit for his system. Mr. Deeg saw right through that. Yeah. I'm I'm predicting that it's going to be the same type of thing. It's They're not taking Will it's, Levis. It's
0: not even like in this because the Mac Jones stuff was all the analysts and all the draft people saying, oh, Kyle Shanahan must like him. And there's rumors. This is just off a fucking Reddit post. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. This could literally be Will Levis' 10-year-old cousin in his room, like fucking around. Like, who knows who made – like, I don't – The it kind of mm-hmm. just oh, – it overglances, like, how wild – the NFL draft market is in the rumors rumor mill, and especially how when it comes much, to betting.
1: Yeah. How much one rumor can affect one the betting odds post is crazy.
0: So I think that was pretty interesting. I don't do you have any other last minute draft thoughts before we go to our bets here? Like, is there anything else? This is our this is your last chance before I think I have nothing left to say.
1: No, I'm looking forward to it. I think we got some good bets.
0: Here. Okay. So Eric and I, I have nine bets that I'm going to throw your way. Eric has around the same. We're gonna kind of go back and forth here, give you our favorite bets. Again, this is on Tuesday afternoon. You'll probably hear this on Wednesday at some point. So the odds could change, but I don't really expect much to kind of news to come out to change our likings of yeah. this, if that makes sense. So just keep that, take that with a grain of salt. If the odds have changed a lot or if any news has come out, don't don't kill us.
1: Yeah, exactly. This
0: is our bets from Tuesday afternoon. Okay. Um, I'm going to start with the only minus odds bet that I have. And all my bets are courtesy of FanDuel. Eric is going to have a couple different sports books going through his, but mine are all FanDuel. My first bet that I kind of started to like today is over three and a half wide receivers drafted minus 102. So I think there's going to be four going. I think Zay Flowers, uh, Jackson Smith and Jigba, and Quentin Johnson are all going to go. In the top 25, 26 range, and then I think the Chiefs. I think the Chiefs take a wide receiver thirty-one. The Chiefs don't have a lot of wide receivers to, over, to work with in their draft or in their in their on their depth chart right now. I think they're going to like someone. They're going to take one right there because you don't want to wait to the second round. I kind of like that. And I, minus one or two is not a ton of juice, but I, I can kind of see it. I don't agree that there's that many wide receivers that should go, but I feel like that's the way the board's going to play out.
1: Brennan, you just named my number two ranked. Bet I think you that have the that, same one? I love that bet. Okay. Over three and a half seems like an absolute lock yeah. to me. I think it's gonna be a I think there'll be four. Hey, so who's the fourth? Right. I think it's Jalen Hyatt, but I'm not hundred percent sure. Um Zay Flowers, Quentin, Quentin Johnson, Johnson Jackson at, Smith and Jigba. Um, and then there's one more. There's at Jordan yeah, Addison as well. Jordan Addison. Yeah, so Jordan, Jordan Addison, Addison Jalen Hyatt. Yeah. Okay. I Jordan Addison will be the most overdrafted player in this oh. draft. That is my prediction. Okay. But he's not getting past 22, I don't think. Addison, but I'll build that into my, one of my, another bet I have on this is Jordan Addison under 22 and a half. I don't think he gets past Baltimore at 22. I think that would be a landing spot for him. Um, that bet is plus 105 for Addison under 22 what and a half. What
0: book did you get that? Make sure you ad- attach the book. Sorry,
1: all, my, all mine are bet 365. Okay. I should have said that, thanks. Okay. Um. But I think that there's gonna be a run of wide receivers around, let's say, nineteen. I could see the Seattle uh sorry at twenty. I could see the Seahawks potentially taking a wide receiver. I could see the Chargers potentially taking a wide receiver. I could see the Ravens. I could see the Vikings potentially taking mm-hmm. wide receivers, and those four picks, I could see. I see potential for three wide receivers to go. And the
0: Giants, twenty-five. Dallas, twenty-six. Buffalo, twenty-seven. Like, there's that whole kind of like, like twenty to twenty-seven range. There's a ton of wide receiver needy
1: teams there. Exactly, and I think they're going to be over drafted. Give me that over three and a half wide receivers in the first round. I'm all hell yeah,
0: out. baby. All right, we're on the same page. to Start this off. Okay, now. All the rest of mine are plus money, so take that for what you will. I couldn't really find... like The mi- the minus odds bets were a little too much. I think you're... Are you going to give your big one? Yeah, so you, I'll okay. just get that off the, in okay, yes, yeah.
1: right now. Let's just go with it. My favorite bet, it's minus 160 odds, so I'm paying the juice on it. But it's bears to draft an offensive lineman. I am so confident that this team is addressing their biggest need. Ryan Poles has shown his willingness... To address needs. His basically, the now the crown jewel of need would be offensive line. They're still in the top 10. Ryan Poles was an offensive lineman himself. He was a part of the Kansas City Chiefs staff that completely revamped their offensive line after the Super Bowl loss to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers where Patrick Mahomes was just swarmed. They built that offensive line in practically one to two seasons. They've gone on to win a Super Bowl since. I think polls will address the offensive line with this pick at number nine. And I'm just going to throw in a little half unit play at plus 300. That pick to be the Bears' Darnell Wright at pick nine. So I'm paying some juice for the minus 160. Put a couple units on that one. And then go one or half a unit on plus 300 Darnell Wright. Plug and play right tackle. Give it to me.
0: One of the more entertaining guys on social media through the draft process. I like
1: a Darnell Wright. Did not allow a sack last year. Yeah, solid. He's, don't overthink he's it. He's going up boards. Bears Log are and whole. play. So I love the bet. But that's sorry. I should have said also because I'm predicting Paris Johnson to be off the board okay. by then. I love the bet
0: because I I would be shocked if the Bears don't go offensive line. You wanna you got all the wide receivers to help with Justin Fields. Now you need to start building that offensive line. They didn't really address it. At all, really in free agency. They address other needs. So it totally makes sense. You're going to have to put some more on the mind minus 162. Warnsie did that, baby. Yeah, let's so go. I like it. Okay. Um, this one I'm really starting to like. So Todd McShay had a report today that Jalen Carter is not going to be the pick for the Seattle Seahawks at pick five. Does Todd McShay know a lot? Who knows? Does anyone know anything? Who knows? But the more I dug into it, the more I thought about it, did some research. Tyree Wilson just kind of screams a Seattle Seahawks guy to me. If he's sitting in there at five peak, Carroll likes his long, athletic, defensive players. No one else fits that bill more than Tyree Wilson at five. Right now at FanDuel, he's plus 300 to go fifth overall to the Seattle Seahawks. I'm kind of drinking that Kool-Aid with Todd McShay. There's been other reports about it. It just makes a lot of sense to me that the Seahawks desperately need edge pass rushing help. He kind of fits exactly, like I said, what Pete Carroll wants in a defensive lineman. Plus 300 is a nice amount of juice there. Give me Tyree Wilson going fifth overall. Now, this is going to tie into kind of more
1: bets that I have at the top five, so maybe I should have led with another one, but we'll get to it. Well, I really like that pick a lot because my next one I was going to say would be Jalen Carter to go number six. Okay, Because I'm buying in on that rumor Detroit. that The Seahawks are out on Jalen Carter. Yeah. So I kind of looked at that as, oh, he's going to be available at number six. That's Jalen. Jalen Carter to go six is plus 400. But I could completely buy into the uh, Tyree Wilson going pick five to the Detroit Lions. Or sorry, the Seattle Seahawks. That seems like a great fit. That's a big time position of need for them. Mm -hmm. That defense could use help basically anywhere. Is Anthony Richardson on the board at five and do in my In my mock uh, that I submitted to the score,
0: he is. So that's kind of why it's dicey. Because so if Jaylen, I'm the Seahawks, yeah. I'm fucking sprinting to that board and drafting Anthony Richardson. But it doesn't seem like they're going... Qu- they did meet with every single quarterback, all four of them. They posted pictures on their social media. It just it sounds like they're going to go defense. It sounds like they're going to pass on the quarterbacks here.
1: But... That's what I'm hoping uh, the Lions do at six as well with Mm -hmm. Jalen Carter because that would be Anthony Richardson on the board for the Lions as well and them passing Mm -hmm. on him. And they kind of have the more stable. Yes. So I might like Wilson at five more than I like Jalen Carter at six. The other thing is,
0: too, in the mock that I did, I I wasn't allowed to do trades. So that really kind of affected that. So I shouldn't probably pinpoint my mock at the score to this because I still do think the Cardinals are going to trade out. A three, right, and then maybe a team gets Anderson Richardson there. Good point. You know what I mean. So this is kind of, but I, I just think Tyree Wilson and Seattle are just a match made in heaven. Unless he goes at three, he's gonna be there at five. Good point. So that's kind of the where I was thinking. Okay, next one on the board. I guess I'll just tie it in with the Tyree Wilson pick. Like we brought up all the rumors that Will Levis is now the second best quarterback in this draft, and he has the second best odds and Brendo Digo is not buying it. C.J. Stroud, second overall, plus 380 at FanDuel. I'm not, fu- I'm not buying the smoke. I'm not buying this garbage. C.J. Stroud is the second best player on this draft. It's, okay, if you're the Houston Texans' ownership, and, you, and your new regime passes on another quarterback, like, I, I just, if I'm... Imagine going to ownership and going, hey, like, you know what'd be a great idea? We're gonna pass on a quarterback at two. We're gonna trade up from twelve and we're gonna and we're gonna get a quarterback there. And they go, Yeah, yeah, okay. All right, buddy. Like you're you're taking a quarterback at second overall. I just I I'm not buying him. Until I see someone else go at number overall second overall, I will be floored. CJ Shroud, second overall pick plus three eighty. Just it makes so much sense. It makes too much sense. All the smoke is garbage, in my opinion. Fire me up and throw, plus trainees really good odds. Yeah, I'm not as confident in it as what as, as I was with uh, Trey Lance a couple years ago, but I still I still believe that CJ Shroud's going to go number two. He's such a good football player at a position in need for the Houston Texans. It just it it, it would be crazy to me if they pass up on CJ Shroud. So that's where I'm leaning. That that kind of ties into the Tyree Wilson aspect where he's not going to go two to Houston.
1: Yeah, I don't blame you for taking that at all. My strategy coming into this was I think I was st- I was staying far away from the top of this I the couldn't draft help myself, man, <laughs> because the teams at 2 and 3 making these decisions, the Houston Texans and the Arizona Cardinals are two of the most unpredictable and just plain dumb franchises out there. So I don't I'm not in the game of trying to predict what The Houston Texans are thinking, because who the hell knows? They could go so off the board. If they took, they could take Tyree Wilson with this pick, and I will Oh, it. would be such a bad pick. And I like Tyree Wilson more than the next guy. Just take the fucking quarterback. I know. Don't overthink this. But not Will Levis.
0: Yeah, like take (laughs) (laughs) CJ Stroud. Like, I don't understand what CJ Stroud else could have possibly done to prove that he is the second-best quarterback behind Bryce Young. And you think he's the best. Like, I just,
1: I don't... If he goes past the Texans to two, the NFL has lost their mind. The Texans have yes. lost their mind. And oh. that's why I'm staying away from even at number three what the Cardinals do because yes, they I don't. should be trading out. Maybe they're not getting a good enough offer. I don't know. Let
0: me read the odds quickly here at number three overall because I thought it was very interesting. So the number three overall picks kind of a logjam at what sportsbooks think. Tyree Wilson's plus 320 is the best odd. CJ Stroud plus 350. Paris Johnson Jr. plus three fifty. There's a lot of rumors that Kyler Murray apparently came out today and said he likes Paris Johnson a lot. I think that'd be kind of nice.
1: Cardinals, man, straight the damn pick. <laughs> oh, <crying>. Cardinals! <laughs> Kyler Murray goes from goes from needing a clause to do more homework oh, in his contract to running Imagine shots. Imagine they don't trade that pick and they take an offensive tackle for Kyler Murray. Uh,
0: well, and then the next year they looking- get the first
1: overall pick and it's Caleb Williams. I was kind of looking at rosters, though, trying to plug where positions of need. I think the Cardinals might have the worst roster in the NFL. 100% they do. They
0: are the worst team in the league going into this year. And they don't have Kyler Murray, a healthy Kyler Murray, like to start the season.
1: So it is best player available for them. If they stay at three, but they shouldn't.
0: Paris Johnson Jr., plus 350. Will Anderson's also plus 350. And Anthony Richardson, plus 600. So what this tells me is sportsbooks have no idea what's going to happen with the third overall pick. And neither do we. So I, I think it's a complete stay away when it comes to betting. Unless a trade happens tomorrow or the morning of the draft, then I would take I would dip back into it. But for now it's a big stay away
1: for me. Right on. I'm gonna move towards a longer odds type bet here. And I know you mentioned in your score bet your score draft mock draft, you couldn't predict trades. But I'm gonna ask you right now, I'm gonna try. For you to predict a trade for me Okay Right now I'm thinking about either doing half a unit on these But you might convince me to put a full unit on one of them Right now Tampa Bay Buccaneers to draft a quarterback Plus 700 The Washington Commanders to draft a quarterback Plus 900 That's what their first picks. So that would be assuming one of those two teams Is going to trade up and get a quarterback Do you think one of those two teams does that?
0: Uh, I like a few other teams more. Like I like the Titans better. Um, I think I like the Vikings probably a little bit better. I bet their their odds probably aren't as good. The I'm going bu- for the long odds. The Bucks are weird because there's apparently they like Trask and this Baker combination. Like, we haven't heard no way anything. They do. I know, but like that's what they're. I don't know. The they Commanders, uh, the Commanders, I like better than the Bucks. I'll say that. I think the Bucks are going to just take a player. I don't know if they're going quarterback this year. I think they're just bought in on just like the let's wait a year. Cause like I, I don't think Todd Bulls is surviving this year either.
1: Like I think right. I think, I think this is a just a throw here. in the
0: towel year, yeah, for them.
1: Yeah. Okay, that's a good point. The commanders I could see doing mm. it. the commanders are
0: in prime spot to do it. They have they've got the the offense ready to go for a drop in quarterback. Like is Jacobi Bersek to lead this team? Like, what are yeah. they doing? Like it's time. It's time to it's, it, go get a quarterback, Washington. Right. So I, I think I would like them the most out of, out of the two that you named. Okay, cool. So you're going half a unit on both those.
1: I mean, might have talked me out of it. Okay, of the Tampa one. I was just looking at their depth chart, and it's like Baker Mayfield and <laughs> Kyle Trask. I right? can't
0: wait for that electric quarterback <laughs> battle. I can man. I love me a Kyle Trask. Okay. Um, I will go next. <sighs> Do I say this one? This one's controversial okay let's do it I was gonna I was I didn't know if I was gonna do this one but let's get some juice in this episode Bijan Robinson over 12 and a half plus 122. I'm not buying that he's going top 15. maybe actually top let's say top 13 because just to make the bet I guess who's taking him like the Falcons don't take him at eight I don't think the Eagles are taking him at 10. the Titans are definitely not gonna take him at 11. the the Texans are not taking him at 12. So if for this bet date, if you think he's going under 12 and a half, you need the Philadelphia Eagles or the Atlanta Falcons to take him. I think the more likely one is the Atlanta Falcons at eight. And I would shred that pick to death if they did that. And I don't think the Eagles are doing it at 10. I think you're getting plus money here, plus 122. I uh, signed me up for that one.
1: I wanted to take the under. I thought you were going to rip me. That's why it was like it's controversial. You're, all, you're on my side with this one. What blew my mind away was this morning when I found out that Howie Roseman in his 15-year tenure with the Philadelphia Eagles has only drafted four positions in the first round. Those are quarterback, wide receiver, offensive line, defensive line. That's all he knows, baby. Those are the only four positions he has ever drafted in the first round. That took me off the bet because I think the best fit for Team in win-now mode, which would be the Philadelphia Eagles. What's plug-and-play <laughs> B. John Robinson at number 10? Yes, give me one more hype up to B. at 10. Want, I, <laughs> I just want to see it, but I'm starting to agree with you. I don't think I'll see it. But for mythical land, B. John Robinson in a Philadelphia Eagles jersey yes. means he is probably a top-three fantasy draft oh, pick immediately. He probably
0: is going number one overall.
1: He would go number big, one yeah, overall. I know.
0: Um, I, yeah, like just reiterating, I've been, I've had this take since it started. I think it would be super exciting. It would be very fun to see. I would run to my computer and start watching B. John Robinson highlights and I would, I would drink the Kool-Aid and I'd be all in on it. I just, I just don't see it happening. I know this football franchise too well and it's just, it's way out of Howie's MO. So Joe Banner was actually in an interview with, uh, I think it was Rich Eisen. He was a former President and GM of the Eagles before Howie Roseman. And he was like, there's just no way in hell it's happening. So yeah. I think it's possible he's an Eagle after 12 and a half. Like, if for a trade the down possible, thi-
1: there's like the only little thing in my head is like, this pick is gravy. Exactly. For Howie. Yeah. Like, it's we going to shock
0: the world here. Uh, yeah. It would, it, it, he's pe appe- he's kind of appealed to his or appeased or appealed to his fan base over the last couple years, like doing whatever the fans want him to do. And he's kind of like, he's got that yeah. juice going. To, and this would like make him. Like Eagles, Philadelphia would love this pick, and I again I would too. Like I just I just don't see it happening. Like I think the Eagles are going to skirt out of ten. Uh, like I think that's probably the most likely outcome at this point is trading down. But
1: what uh, about the Eagles at ten being in on a guy named Christian Gonzalez because I like him over eight and a half is plus one hundred so it's even money. Okay, but I think Christian Gonzalez. Falls, it uh, goes over eight and a half, obviously, and I think he lands a nice spot there at ten to the Eagles.
0: I would love that pick. I'm all on board for Christian Gonzalez. I think he's one of the top ten players in this draft class. I think he's the cornerback one. I know a lot of people have Devin Winterspoon over him. I think Christian Gonzalez is just like an absolute technician, smooth, like like silky smooth. He's going to be a ten year starter in this league. The Eagles have very old cornerbacks right now. They need a plan. I think they can get him on the field year one somehow. They've been the Eagles have also been very healthy.
1: A cornerback, and it's probably not going to happen this year. So, yeah, I, I also, I guess, I should have led with this. The Falcons are at eight. They just acquired Jeff Okuda. Yeah, I know, but is Jeff they're Okuda... not taking a cornerback. <laughs> that's but they what, also I, that's what I mocked have. Aj him to. Aj Terrell.
0: Yeah, but the, is are you banking on Jeff Okuda to be your starting cornerback? Like you, you literally, the Lions just handed the Lions wanted nothing to do with him, and they yeah. drafted him third overall. Like I would be shocked if Jeff Okuda like has a good season and starting C B one for them next season. I I just I think yeah. Chris Gonzalez is like a very good player. I think he's one of the ten best players in this draft. That's why I mocked him to the Falcons at eight in my mock draft for the score. But you're you like, who knows what the Falcons are thinking? Like they took they like they, they the last two years they took Kyle Pitts and Drake London. Yeah. Like they're
1: they're kind of I a wild like, card team. I like an offensive lineman to the Falcons. Okay. So mm-hmm. I, they have so many positions. Yeah. They could go many areas. Imagine I guess. they
0: go Kyle Pitts, Drake London, and then Bijan Robinson without a quarterback.
1: Wow. Like that's
0: like that's what that's what this could line up to be. That's crazy. the Falcons are a nutty organization. Okay, very nutty. Um, where am I going next? I'm gonna hold the. Okay, uh, let's go this one. Okay, so the the Green Bay Packers just jumped, like I said earlier, the New England Patriots from pick fifteen to thirteen. Now, if I'm the Green Bay Packers, I don't. I think Jackson Smith the Jigba is going to the Texans at twelve with CJ Shroud. That's kind of my best guess. So that leaves the Packers at thirteen to probably. I I'll, I'll pass on the Packers, so I have a bet for them later. That leaves the the Patriots at fourteen without Jackson Smith the Jigba, and they need some sort of offensive help. Now, I don't think there's a wide receiver there to take at fourteen, but Bill Belichick has done crazy things. The only other way to upgrade the offense is go on offensive line. Patriots first player drafted offensive line plus two hundred. They don't have a right tackle right now. They have Riley Reef, I think they're starting right tackle. Oh, yeah, like so they need help on the offensive line. If you want to protect your own quarterback, you build through the trenches. They uh, there's like I said, there's not a player there that I think is going to be worth it outside of offensive line. It's kind of a sweet sweet spot there with Broderick Jones, maybe Darnell Wright, Paris Johnson falls, Paris Skaronski. They're kind of in that sweet spot for, for that run of tackles. I, I like uh, offensive line plus two hundred the Patriots.
1: I I'm not gonna
0: try to get in Bill Belichick's hands. yeah I, I know that's Str- what's tough.
1: Uh, the draft after Cole it's Strange true. Yeah, that's true who knows I was, like, what I was, that guy's doing like
0: I was doing the same thing you were doing I'm looking at depth charts today I'm going to who the fuck's playing right tackle for this team like the Patriots have a bad offensive line
1: right now okay you want I'm gonna give you an offensive line bet I like twice as much and the odds are two and a half times more okay plus four fifty Bills draft an offensive lineman okay. That's an offensive line. It's just line they're in a weird position for an
0: offensive. Like Osiris Torrance might be the only take a guard. Take uh, yeah. our guy
1: Bergeron. Yeah, Matthew Bergeron, maybe. Why not? Yeah. Plug and play. Okay. And that guy's gonna go hit people. Plus 450, you say? Plus 450 for Bills to take an offensive lineman. That's actually one of my favorite picks, I think, to be honest. That is this team's biggest position of need, and they are in win now mode. May who cares if it's a little bit of a reach? Mm-hmm. I think that you plug and play an offensive line there and it just helps their run game because they didn't address their offensive line whatsoever in the offseason in free agency. Mm-hmm. That was their biggest weakness down the stretch. They couldn't run the ball whatsoever. I don't think it's crazy at pick... What are they, 28 or...? 27. 27. I don't think it's crazy at pick 27 to take a solid interior offensive No, line. not at all. That'd be a fine pick. Osiris Torrance? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's who I'm going to plug in there. What... I, I didn't look
0: at the Bills. as wide receiver also an option? Like I think the I actually think that pick could be
1: traded for actually no. I don't know if DeAudre Hopkins is worth a first overall first round pick. I um, don't like the mocks that have Buffalo Bills taking a running back. No. Because We've they done took this one before. last yeah. year. They took one last no. year high in James Cook. Was he a third round yeah, or a second round? He rounder? was the end of the second round. So yeah, they're not taking I don't like the mocks with Jameer mm. Gibbs to the Bills.
0: I don't think they're going running back there. I think that would be a waste of a pick. Go get them help. They need more wide receiver help, in my opinion. Like They signed Cole Beasley to bring back at the end of last year. Remember that crap? Like, we're yeah. bringing back this dude? Like, go get Josh Alstom. Yeah, but we, I, offensive like, line is also... We,
1: we also like wide receivers in the first round. We need four of them. Exactly, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um,
0: okay, sticking with that one. I think we've already kind of touched on this. Baltimore Ravens first player drafted wide receiver plus 160. Now, I know the Odell Beckham Jr. thing happened, and everyone's like, we're good to go. No, 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 no. They need to continue to build this wide receiver room. It is a still a dumpster fire, in my opinion. Rashad Beeman hasn't been able to stay healthy. Odell Beckham Jr. hasn't been able to stay healthy. All the wide receivers they've taken in the later rounds, Tylen Wallace, all those guys um, just haven't worked out. Devin Duvernay. Devin Duvernay is somewhat of a player, but I James Prochet is another one. Like, just go get a guy in the first round. I think they'll be able to get one. Yeah, they are currently picking at plus at twenty two. I would be shocked if um if like the third like I think they could probably get the second or third best receiver at that point. I just think it makes so much sense, Lamar Jackson. Like if they imagine you pass on a like a stud wide receiver potentially for a cornerback here, they also need cornerback help big time. So that's the other one I was looking at. But I think they're gonna focus on the offense here. I like that bet a lot. Plus one sixty reminder I'm, at Fanduel.
1: I have that on my list. Okay, I like that because. My thought process was Jordan Addison under 22 and a half. I don't think he gets past them. I think they're still, I think they're going to take one of the X receivers, either Jordan Addison or Quentin Johnson. One of those two should be there at 22, and I think they take that guy Mm -hmm. to go opposite of OBJ. Yep. Um like that's the same we were back like yeah. we we're talking about
0: Odell Beckham like yeah. saving the squad. Like yeah, he was available he there. was available in April or March for like end of March for a reason. Let's remember that,
1: right? So I'm gonna be on that, but I'm gonna throw a little half unit bet at you. Another plus eight hundred here. I'm off the board. You called me crazy last year on this podcast when I said Drake London would be the first wide receiver drafted. Jordan Addison will be the first wide receiver drafted. Oh woo! Plus 800. Oh, my God. I'm not buying. You think he's going over Jackson Smith and Jigba? I do. I don't buy. you How you just talked about Bijan Robinson not being in the top 10 because he's a running back. Why are we talking about a slot wide receiver being drafted in the top 15? I don't buy it. I think that that's. People see the wide receiver tag and they think, oh, big time position. He's a slot receiver. He's not going to be drafted in the top fifteen. I think some team is going to reach hard on Jordan Addison, and it's going to be the biggest mistake in this draft. Oh man, that was fire! Okay, why that's, did you save that all this that's way? More of my hot takes. I, I wanted that yeah. one out the
0: gate, buddy. Yeah, I like that one. I though. I think you're fucking nuts, but all right. <laughs> plus eight hundred, like it's half a half unit. Plus eight hundred, why not? Yeah, I just it's Jackson. The chick was the best receiver of this draft, man.
1: It's not even close. I'm just banking on the... He's a slot receiver. <laughs> we can't take a slot receiver at 12 overall. Every mock I see has him going to the Texans at 12. I don't buy it. Oh, buddy.
0: Plug CJ shouted and JSN in that offense. We're cooking, baby. We're cooking. We're Brandon Cookson. Um, okay, I got three more bets left. I'm going to tie the two of them to my last one. So I'll go... We're sticking with the wide receivers here. We got a theme... Because there's just a fun, fun, fun position to talk about. Zay Flowers under 22 and a half plus 148. This is probably Tyree Wilson plus 300 fifth overall. This is probably my second favorite bet. Zay Flowers under 22 and a half plus 148 at FanDuel. Zay Flowers is going to go higher than this. I don't understand these odds and why it's plus money. I don't think he makes a pass to Los Angeles Chargers at pick 21. They need some sort of deep threat. They need a wide receiver to add to that offense with an agent key and Allen and a banged up Mike Williams. Jay Flowers makes so much sense for that offense. I think if he's there at 21, they're running the podium and taking him. Taking him. There's already rumors that he is like the number one wide receiver in this draft class, um, kind of on the same point that Warner had just a minute ago. I think this is like plus odds. This one really caught my eye, 22 and a half. And if, ball, if he's there 22 with Baltimore, I think they could take him. So yeah, I think sure. he's going to the Chargers at 21 or Baltimore 22. I'd be shocked if he makes don't, it past those two
1: picks. Don't sleep on Seahawks at 20. Yes, they also I... they also need wide receivers. There, Ty Lockett's getting up there, and yeah, but he Zay Flowers just fits so nice in that slot mm-hmm. with DK and Lockett. I could see true. that being a dynamic uh, trio. So there, I so. just I, I
0: I really confused why this one's there. If you by the time you listen to this and it's still plus money, go hit that. Because I think this is kind of the the odds that kind of went. Wait, what? Why is this not? I was expecting it to be minus money, um, but it's plus money. So uh, f- sign me up as a flowers plus twenty
1: two uh, over under twenty two and a half plus one forty eight. Right on, right on. I got another one. That's a question for you. Which one do you like more? I like them both. Should I do a half unit on each, or which one should I take? Bengals to draft a tight end plus one sixty. Dallas Cowboys to draw, draft a tight end plus one seventy five. I don't want the Cowboys to draft a tight end. I'm, that's one of my biggest fears. Right, is the Cowboys a dropping nice, a nice tight end in that? They offense. could get a nice tight end. I'm,
0: here. I'm, I'm, I know. I I'm actually glad you brought that up because I was going to talk about that next. But yeah, I my my last bets tied into this. The tight okay, end. Okay, so tell me, okay. are you biased? So <laughs> I think the Cowboys at twenty six is is plus like plus one sixty to me is not a ton of juice. But I do like that. I think that makes a ton of sense. I just also don't know if Dalton Kincaid or Michael Mayer are going to be there. I think they're going to the top 20. I think those two players are top 20 players in this draft. So where I was leading with the tight ends was I have the Packers first player draft tight end plus 340. I think they could get desperate there if JSN's gone at 13. They need a tight end in the worst way. I think Michael Mayer is a really good player. I don't know if 13 is too high for him. I like that, and I also like the Commanders drafting a tight end at plus one thousand. They're at pick sixteen. That's the most odds I have, plus one thousand. The Commanders also the only player, the only thing on offense they really need, other than quarterback, is tight end. Like they've they're kind of set at all the wide receiver positions. They have the running backs if they want. If they don't, like they don't really need to add a top ten or top end running back to that offense. I think tight end would be the most seamless fit for them. So I think a nice sprinkle. I think one of I think one of the Packers or Commanders are gonna go a tight end. So, I'm going to bet both, and you kind of have juice on both of them. So, that's where I was leaning.
1: Do you s- say Mayer and Kincaid are off the board? Yes. Yeah, so it still I, crazy for the Cowboys to still take another tight end. I'm
0: having a hard time finding a um, Darnell Washington. Like, yeah. I don't think Darnell Washington's a top 30 player, but could go. It's not crazy. Jerry Jones falls in love yeah. with that frame. Oh, man. <laughs> Yeah, I nice I, I have in my in the mock I did I put uh, Michael Mayer to the Packers at thirteen and Dalton
1: Kincaid to the Commanders. All right, all right. What about Bengals to draft a tight end? I could even, but I guess, yeah. In my head, I was kind of banking on one of Kin, to for Kincaid to fall. I now kind of think that uh, Mayer is going to be the first tight end. Yeah, I do k- k- those odds. I'm not betting it by any means, but what I'm I'm picturing one of those two. Being available later, I kind of was sl- trying to slot them in between the Cowboys or the Bengals. I couldn't yeah. figure out who.
0: I just think they're going to go earlier, but the, Darna, both those teams, both those teams are open. Yeah, Darnell Washington could be there. Yeah, the right. Cowboys taking a tight end would would. Uh, would piss I like
1: off. your bets better. I'm I'm going to tell you pass okay. on those ones. That's all I wrote. That's all I got. Do
0: you have any more bets left?
1: Let's just talk about our extreme long shot ones that I found. Okay. That. Oh, yes. And we both agreed on earlier today. Yes. Yes, These are extreme long shots. But Deke sent over his mock, and there were a couple picks that matched with mine that were extreme long shots. That would be the Jacksonville Jaguars to draft a safety plus 2,500. Mm -hmm. Brian Branch slots in real nice to the Jacksonville Jaguars. Branch probably projects as the only safety to be drafted in the first round, correct? Correct. There's No, there, no, no, yeah. no no other safety's going. No other safety will be going. Brian Branch, could. he's kind of a, he's a really versatile player. Kind of think Javon Holland from the Miami Dolphins. The Jaguars need help in the worst way in the secondary. To draft a cornerback is still plus money. It's about plus 150 right now, so I might do a two-unit play on the Jaguars to draft a cornerback, plus 175. And then a small play on Jaguars to draft a safety, plus 2,500. The other one we like, the New York football Giants to draft a linebacker. Yeah, baby. I love plus this one. 2,500. So in our mocks, and that which we've touched on earlier is the wide receivers. We think there's going to be a run of them. There's a world where the top four wide receivers are already gone at pick 25, linebacker is a huge position in need for the New York Giants. Gerard
0: Davis is still their starting linebacker. They brought him in at Week 17 last year. They've signed Bobby Okarike in free agency. I thought it was one of the batter contracts signed in free agency, but he's going to start. They still have an open slot at starting linebacker. This team was awful at linebacker last year. They need more upgrades, so I, I love that. And I think it's kind of in that position. In that late twenty range, where you could see one go.
1: Yeah, you like uh, I like Jack Campbell. What do mm-hmm. you? Who's the guy you? I like? like Drew
0: Sanders. I think he's the best linebacker, but um, could also definitely see
1: either one of them. Let's see. Hope we hope mm-hmm. to see you in New York.
0: Okay. Fuck man, it's over. It's over with. Next time you hear from us, the NFL draft will be completed. We'll be dissecting it at some point this weekend. Thank you so much to everyone who has liked, subscribed, listened to this podcast over the last six weeks or just in general. We really appreciate you. Thank you. you are the reason. We continue to do this and it's been a blast covering this draft. Can't wait for it to be here. Make sure to like, subscribe, anything you can do to help us out. Make sure to check out our sponsorships, Sweat Tailor and BetterHelp. And we will talk to you later.